You are listening to the Real Estate Ballers Show. I'm your host, V Lee. This is the show where I interview upcomers, doers, and ballers of the real estate investing world. I want to bring you real life lessons and takeaways so that you can make smarter decisions about investing in real estate and accelerating your real estate businesses. The purpose is to help you to reach your financial freedom in real estate investing faster. Okay, so in those uh, retail or office space that you got involved with, I mean, obviously they're two different, like they're totally different from single family. Totally different, yeah. Right? So how did you even consider like, okay, how I'm gonna underwrite this deal? And how do you even come up with the vision of like, okay, I'm gonna convert this office into this, you know, co-space type of office. And I mean, like, how do you, what do you do? I wish I had a more uh, intelligent answer of how we figured it out, right? Um, and well, if you just went and got high and just figure it came, it came to you, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I got exposed to co-working, specifically that business. Let's talk about that for a second, right? So I uh-huh. got exposed to co-working when I lived in New York, right? This was before yeah. we worked, before any of that. Um, yeah. I was officed in a one of these buildings in New York, and mm-hmm. I just did the napkin math of like, hey, look at this price per foot this stuff is renting at. It's crazy, right? Like it was mm-hmm. a teeny tiny desk, you know, like a bunch of us were crammed together, like, you know, like sardines. And I was like, we're paying like $700 a desk, $800 a desk. And sometimes even more than that. And I was like, yeah. if you just do the math here, this thing is crazy cash flow, right? But uh-huh. this was New York. And I was like, okay, this isn't some big fancy office building, you know, 50 million, $100 million building. So like this, you know, this works for them. I was like, could this be replicated in a market like Houston? So then mm-hmm. when I moved back to Houston, I started looking around like, what is, is there anything? So the closest was executive suites, right? But yeah. the executive suites was very like, they nickel and dimed for everything. And I was like, there's probably some middle ground here, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, not, we're not like heavily running a day-to-day business here, like operation, but like we offer some amenities that kind of bring the value up for people to want to work there. So I said, look, first let's start with the cool building. And so um, it was a partner and I, we had talked about the concept and he really loved the concept. We had anchored ourselves in the technology community, right? So like tech startups and things like that. And so we felt like, okay, they would pay a premium rent, but they needed a cool place, right? Mm -hmm. And they wanted to be surrounded by each other. So we like found um, a really cool warehouse in East Downtown. Uniquely, it had already the bones of what Mm -hmm. was cool modern. Mm -hmm. It had all this like kind of fancy decor. And it was a guy Mm -hmm. that had built an a uh, warehouse to live in and he was living out of it. So it was like a house. So it yeah. went on MLS as a house, but it was a warehouse. And then when we tried to buy it as a house, the bank said, no way, this is not a house. This is a commercial yeah. building. So we had to talk to a commercial bank and they're like, okay, okay, what is your plan? And we kind of gave them kind of like, okay, we're going to chop this thing up and sell memberships and desks and like a few offices. And a simple napkin was like, thankfully we bought it well. But if we had just leased the three offices, it had three offices and then just this open space. If we had just leased the three offices, we had covered our debt, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all the, the desks, because we had this like open area, which would have been community space or you know open desk space, we had about 25, 30 of those at like $300, $400 a month each, right? So if we had, that would have been all the upside. So like if yeah. we just got stabilized on three offices, we we're okay. And then after that, so they're like, okay, that's, that's, we can buy into that plan. 
And then what happened was the first six months we had no tenants <laughs> and it was like, it was miserable, right? We were burning yeah. cash every month. Yeah. And what we did was we kept hosting these meetups at our right. space inch mm -hmm. by inch to kind of get people familiar because nobody in Houston really even knew what co-working was. They were like, right. what do you mean? Like we're renting by the desk. And then slowly- Was this pre-COVID time? This was way pre-COVID. Yeah, this was 2018, okay. 2017. Yeah, this okay, was very Okay, early, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That was really new at the time, yeah. It was that, new, there was no WeWork. I think actually at that time I was in a, uh, one of these like uh, St. Regis or Boxer. Yeah property yeah. like when you get a boxer, yeah, that's right. office yeah okay yeah yeah they're, okay. The, the boxer guys are a good friend of ours now so like because of this co-working space so yeah. anyways long story short so we tested the model we slowly got some traction it took a lot of marketing a lot of educating and then finally we started selling these memberships right and so mm -hmm. we ended up getting one two five ten and then once we got some like tipping point of density where the occupancy was up then it mm -hmm. became like a thriving building because there was people mm -hmm. coming and going all the time there was events there was activity there was people constantly officing out of it and then then it started really doing well so at our at our peak like i mentioned we were doing almost 20k a month right it was crazy um, it took a while to get there, right? So there was a combination of like desk rentals, there was office space rentals, there was event income. So like people rent out the space for like, you know, meetups or whatever the case may be. So it was, it was great, but it was just a very active business. And because there was so much activity, there was a constant maintenance, right? Like day-to-day -day yeah. cleaning and like, you know, like, you know, event management and scheduling and all kind of what you do in the short-term rental business, right? And so I was like, yeah this is a lot of effort, right? And so we had like a dedicated staff member and it was just like a full-time body there. And it was just so much, right? right. Um, and so it just felt like it was hard to scale that, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we didn't want to be in the rent, sub-renting business. So like kind of scaling like a WeWork. So we would have to buy more of these locations. And there's people that have done that, that have done really well. There's a local guy, local office. I don't know if you've seen those guys. He's done, Scott Rubenstein, he's done a great job of what he's done with that. They own some prime, prime real estate and they put these locations in them, right? What do they call? What is this company called? It's called Local Office. Local Office? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's a good name. Um, and so he's done really well. Um, but again, we just felt like that was not the journey we wanted to be on. So we ended up exiting the building. So the building did really well on sale. Um, and then we kind of basically got out of the business. Did they continue that business or you? Yeah. Um, we had two sides. We sold the building to a, right. just kind of a real estate buyer. Yeah. And then we sold that kind of operational business to a company that ended up becoming uh, Station Houston, which is now the ION. I don't know if you're familiar with, with that um, in, in Midtown area. Seems like I've seen it. Yeah, it's it's a big, beautiful um, kind of uh, community building for the tech community. Well, we start tracking here for a minute. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the co-space, co-working, right? Because I used to have an, a dedicated office and then I find that nobody ever come. Like, I mean, sometimes I'm out on the field all the time. I don't show up and then my coordinator or project manager will be there all lonesome, right? So I'm like, yep, yep. I want to buy a building and I want to create a space. But from what I'm hearing about you, it's like, do I really <laughs> want to go through that trouble? I mean, you know, I, I would I would say that if you limited the amenities and resources, it's a great concept, right? If you have a like a nice boutique building, maybe five, mm -hmm. 10 offices, you're renting, and then you know, you do some basic amenities, right? We were doing everything like we had monster energy drinks in the fridge, we had coffee, we had free Wi Fi, we had all these things, right? 
And each level of that, which I learned, requires maintenance and management, right? And so, like, making sure our coffee machine was filled every day, making sure that the trash is empty every night. Like, that was a recurring thing. Yes, we had staff and, like, kind of vendors that handled all of it, but somebody had to, had to pay attention to all of it, right? And so it just became too much for us. So, like, I think we went too extreme. Like, we had just too much amenities and things. If I had dialed it back to purely, like, a executive suite plus, right? Like, I yeah. think it would be, it'd be still a great business. And again, like, I wholeheartedly believe you have to own the real estate for it to make any sense to run that, right? If you didn't, if we didn't own the real estate, we would be this, you know, rent arbitrage business. And I don't know if that's an attractive business. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be really uh, market specific, in my opinion, for that to work, like there got to be enough spread. Correct. And in Houston, that might not be no play. there's too much there's too much occupants i mean there's too much vacancy in your office so yeah. like you're competing with everybody i i wouldn't we want to bother trying to do that so that's what happened when you're trying to be the coolest kid yes right yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely thank you all for joining us on this episode of the real estate ballers show if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe to stay updated on future episodes featuring more industry experts and insightful discussions. For more real estate talk, join our Facebook group, RE Ballers. Until next time, my friend, keep hustling and making waves in the real estate world. Thank you for your support.